Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Canvas Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today and this week is going to be huge for weed. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Three new states coming online. Three new states. I know. And Miggy's going to be joining us soon. He was a little late because he's got some uh, traffic or something in Seattle. I'm going to blame the record heat on the West Coast, which has kind of moved out of there. But yeah, uh, today and then tomorrow, tomorrow, if you're in Virginia, you're breathing easier. What's the other state? It's New Mexico, I believe, yesterday. And then tomorrow is Virginia. And whom else? Connecticut, I believe. And Connecticut. Wow, that's yep. great. Because Virginia's got about seven to eight million people. No, actually, I think it's got closer to nine. And then Connecticut's got three million. And so does New Mexico. So there's another 15 million people that are waking up to a better world. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Hopefully, Miggy gets back. He's been popping in and then popping out. So if you came in here to see Miggy, uh, smash them likes and then tell him that you miss him because he'll be in. But he's having some uh, technical difficulties. Let's talk about New Mexico a little bit. New Mexico marijuana legalization law officially takes effect on what? June 29th. There it is. Yeah. It took effect on Tuesday, June 29th. Limited personal possession and cultivation officially becoming legal for adults 21 of the years of age and older. New Mexico is the first of three states where adult use legalization are going to be taking effect this week. Next is Virginia and Connecticut, both going into effect on Thursday, July 1st. If you're joining us from Virginia or Connecticut, don't forget to tune in tomorrow. We are going to have a webinar. Uh, we've been dropping those webinar links through our bit.ly. Uh, Lauren, can you throw Throw the bit.ly link on there. There it is. It'll lead to that, how to start a cannabis delivery service. Hopefully we'll see you there tomorrow. David Levitt out of our Boston office will be presenting on it. Back to the New Mexico law. In January of 2022, the division must issue licenses to qualified commercial cannabis companies and begin to license marijuana training and education programs. Retail sales are set to begin by April 1st, 2022. Hopefully nobody gets derailed under this. We're still waiting for some regulations to come through. Uh, those 
those regulations are due uh, by September 1st. New Mexico appears to be one of the dual licensed unlimited type states as popular on the West Coast and also in Michigan and Colorado. So that's fantastic for entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs in New Mexico should be able to open for business, which is fantastic. I mean, sitting here in Illinois and then watching what they're going to start doing in New Jersey, it makes me really question why they have these limited markets, especially when you consider full legalization is coming and that limited market is going to have a dormant commerce clause attack on it. It's not going to be able to survive. So I just don't even understand why states are doing that. Uh, cannabis purchases will include a 12% excise tax on top of the state's regular 8% sales tax. And beginning in 2025, the excise rate would climb by 1% each year until a maximum of 18% by 2030. Medical marijuana products available only to patients and caretakers are exempt from the tax, which is fantastic. Safe access for patients. I also wanted to see where we're coming in at. No, oh, Miggy looks like he's starting to get ready to go. We got a tweet, huh? So like, uh, what's Monday. been going on? Have you just been trying to, uh, why don't you bring us up to speed on the trials and tribulations that Miggy has been facing on uh Wednesday? Oh, dude, it's a, just been a, the, the family life, you know, that's why I'm all late and I couldn't find Wi-Fi. So it's a bit, I hate uh, when you, you can't know. find Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you know, it's all good though, man. But how about, did you already talk about how we are able to smoke in the new states though? I mean, this is. You uh, were talking about, yeah, the three new states, which ones are you most stoked of over from the, uh, the ones that we actually have, you know? Oh, New Mexico, dude. I, I would New love Mexico. to go to New Mexico and uh, smoke some uh, chilies. <laughs> New Mexico to smoke chilies, as he calls they, it. They have a famous uh, chili relleno there, some sort of chili. Like, I'm a foodie, man. You know what it is? Like, oh, I know. see. So it, there, there's no actual, like, cannabis flavor. No, but yet. there should be. There will be. There should be. I bet yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am pretty sure that there will be a, some type of uh, chilies that are out there somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to see if Lauren, because you know what it is? It's the end of the month. And because it's the end of the month, uh, we should really go and run the numbers oh, for yeah. how much we're going to be given to Freedom Grow this year. So why don't we bring up the YouTube studio? Uh, everybody decided to take the month off. And so like summer hits, everybody goes on vacation. Viewers and, and uh, revenue is down a little bit. Uh, so it looked like we did uh, $235.70 in revenue nice. uh, last month. And so that means we'll be uh, – oh, we're – Where's our dashboard? I guess it's not it's not running really quick. Uh, go back to the the dashboard so we can just see the chart over how much cash we made. It was just two hundred thirty dollars and seventy cents. The vast majority on that is from your membership. So thank you so much for joining and being a member because we really, even though we talk about uh, policy change, methodology of policy change, like you know what you're supposed to be going for in this industry, uh, it's still illegal, so it gets flagged, and we aren't allowed to really have um, ads. It's like if we were just talking about Pantene. Well, the whole industry. I mean, anybody from the people who actually make money and touch the plant to like even you as the lawyer, you know, I'm just tier I'm two just, MRBs. Yeah, I'm just a sidebar guy, though, right? Like I'm the the anomaly of like uh, the average citizen that actually stood up and be like, hey, why can't we just do this? You know what I mean? Like in the algorithm, huh? Why can't we just do this? I don't understand it. Why are they making it so difficult? Well, I, I think we've talked about this. You know, both parties seem to have their own different, like, views on it and still don't follow through with the whole process, right? It's a lot of uh, uh, dog and pony or, like, like the shell game, you know, where it's like, here's legalization, but here's a bunch of other bullshit that we're going to fucking distract you with, you know? Right, Shit. right. Hey, and... <laughs> 
Right on. Man, you look Virginia. like you're from Virginia. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's the Civil War beard coming in. It's the, the Civil uh, War beard? When does it yeah, become yeah. a Civil War beard, Miggy? I think the longer and more, uh, you know. More scruffy? Like, there you go. Right. Almost homeless. Almost. Almost homeless. Almost homeless. <laughs> All right. Hey. Well, you know, I appreciate that you came by, man. Uh, there's pretty good news. You know, uh, this week was crazy with Clarence Thomas on Monday oh, uh, saying dude. that uh, we don't even need a federal cannabis law anymore. We're not going to enforce it. Wouldn't that be great if we could have medical marijuana or like marijuana, the rage case revisited and the rage case too just declares it unconstitutional and is just totally descheduled that way. That would be chaos, but like yeah. good chaos, uh, the industry would immediately be 20 to 30% more profitable. Uh, and then not only that, you then you'd get like all these dormant commerce clause challenges and, and interstate commerce going because if one state thinks it's going to be able to have a monopoly like Illinois with that crap they're doing the longer they wait before they give out the licenses the less those licenses are worth because those companies won't be ready to compete with Oregon well you know like you were saying though federally once it happens you know the MSOs who have been setting themselves up in their little fiefdoms are going to lose I think you know like uh, and uh, uh I think that's just what it comes down to is when you say chaos, you know, it's not chaos for the average citizen. It's chaos for people who are pulling in more than six figures or, or even, you know, like just the invested ones, the, the, the millionaires and whatnot. Like that's, that's who chaos is for. And fuck those guys, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Something else. I tell you very much something else. And it's uh, been a beautiful day over in, in Illinois. No, it hasn't. It's just been, raining and raining and raining and now uh forbes is reporting on the new reefer madness poison control center sound alarm over legal marijuana compound delta 8 thc dun, dun, dun. yes and i'm assuming that uh, miggy is in his car so he cannot see the script that lauren's so uh, kind to prepare nope. for us to keep on point <laughs> so uh, i'll just kind of be uh you'll be the color man I'll be the uh, the news reporter, and we'll there you just, go. Uh, take this as it comes. So anyway, man, uh, last week, the University of Virginia Health System's Blue Ridge Poison Center issued a trouble warning. Over the past six months, dozens of people, including at least one toddler, had been hospitalized or sought medical attention after consuming products containing or purportedly containing Delta-8 THC. A toddler? Like, how the fuck do you, like, 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 how, a toddler? <laughs> well, a lot of these gummies that are hemp gummies aren't put into childproof packaging. Some of them are, but some of them are not. And then very often they are made to look like candy uh, and they actually are candy. I mean, they're just basically like uh, jelly beans, essentially. Uh, and so there you go. Uh, it's it's just that the Delta 8, the, the less that it's regulated, the more that it's easy to get. And then, you know, derelicts leave it out for their kids to eat. Uh, but again, what, what happened? Like, like let me... Uh... You know, like let's follow through. What happened to that kid? Did did he just like like turn off some Pink Floyd and just call it good? And, and then like you know, because the Delta Eight doesn't last very long. That ex- that 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 experience, that 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 feeling. So yeah, by the time they got to the it, hospital, it's the same, it's the same uh, uh, biological methodology as if you eat THC. So it becomes the same type of, but then in a Delta Eight variant. So that uh, that same isomer or whatever mm. it is, uh, and, and it hits your liver. So that the edibles can still last kind of long. They're just not quite as strong. The real issue mm. is is what was sold purported to be what it is. And so mm. unregulated, you're not really sure if it was Delta Eight THC or if it's something else. Like very often they'll lace it with 
melatonin or other crap and it's made in China. Well, I got something for you uh, here in Washington State. And I, I, I have to dig more into it, but uh, we have our own Delta 8 uh, controversy uh, where uh, the, the, the 502, which is the recreational market out here, are afraid of uh, processors using uh, hemp Delta 8 and adding it to their regular uh, uh, cannabis 502 flower, you know, like they feel it's an unfair advantage, but you know, and maybe it is, it's all the same plant, but I personally believe like the plant is a plant, no matter what, it's all about where it came from. Right. And if the unfortunate thing is you get hemp from South Africa, China, you know, we don't know how these farmers are, the regulation, who, who to sue if they're using wrong pesticides and shit like that. So, you know, by American should be definitely, well, no, that's that's where you're going to see some of the regulation when it comes to the hemp processors. What can you actually put? And then that what you state is in it is actually in it. But that plagues even the testing industry and THC, because you'll see yeah. like flour that purportedly tests to like 42 percent THC. And it's not there. They, they need to check their instruments that they're using to test it, because I'm assuming that they uh, did something to overclock it. And I'm not saying like they're just dumping keef on it. They might be uh, screwing with the, the sample size of the the weight so then they say yep. that the sample weight is x uh, that can push the thc by quite a month a, a bit and that happened you out know. here in washington one of the labs got uh caught doing that exact thing yeah. changing the the, the the numbers right yeah however delta 8 is legal under both federal and virginia law provided that it is a downstream hemp derivative so these hemp derivatives are out there there's new ones coming thco thcp uh Ver- delta 10 uh, and then beyond who knows because it's all cannabinoids all uh, isomers all extracts do you think reefer madness is afraid of like you know the the the, the crackdown on deltas right now and all the other cbd shit and everything do you think because we know like it's hemp derivative so it's going to be not as fun but yet it'll still be beneficial to your body um do you think like these reefer madness fuckers think like okay well the more people get familiar with the plant and realize that these little components are actually the good part and then we only call out this one bad thing thc delta nine like like that and even then but the thing is the word psychosomatic is kind of scary that word so i don't think people know how to react and take that in or even how to divert that conversation you know it man and that's really a lot of the problems with it Uh, we aren't talking about the the substance we're talking about people's prejudice towards the substance Uh, and we always try to talk about the substance in and of itself uh, and and make sure that the distinctions there and i want people to have safe access and i want people to be able to believe the labels and so i like that we have you know lab testing and and lab regulations uh now what should be tested i think that your delta 8 your uh your downstream hemp extracts and derivatives those should be tested and if i was a state legislature that was trying to be uh friendly or industry friendly, I would make uh, a standard that you require your producers to do. And then you can slap that on the box, like the Oregon uh, organic symbol that they did all those years ago. And so they led on like what it meant to be organic. And I think it'd be great if uh, a very hemp friendly state would lead on what it means to be, uh, you know, Delta 9 THC compliant, but also mm-hmm. like what they say is in their product is actually what's in their product. Well, yeah, that's that, that's a safe access, safe, like just the consumer uh, side of things also, right? And then, uh, but, the, you know, the thing about uh, uh, regulation, we talk about regulation, you know, as I always say, lab regulation is a plant regulation. So, like, when it comes to lab regulation here in Washington, we still, medical and recreational 
are tested differently. And that's the, the thing that just gets my, you know, like my, my, my back hair is all curled up, you know, a little, little looks like all tensed up. Like, why the fuck do we treat these two different things when it's the same thing? Right. And, and, and you know, the conversation about medical medicinal versus recreational, but it's still a consumable plant. It's still a consume consumable and it should be checked the same way for both pesticides and uh, metals and all the negative stuff. You know, the, the stuff when we talk about like the CBDs and the CBNs and CBGs and the terpenes, the lesser cannabinoids. Yeah. Well, that's also just the extra flavor shit, right? Like we want to know all the bad shit in there first and then, uh, or make sure there's no bad shit in there. And then, then you can get into the, like the, the, the personalized, like I like mine with like a heavy lysamine or whatever, you know? Right on. Hey, you know what we should do? Oh. It's 20 past the hour. Yes, sir. 22 is 22. Yeah, they both join. Ah, good. <laughs> when Maggie doesn't have to be at the day job, it's all fun and games. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to 42365. It's the number four. No, the word four, the number 20, the word three, 65, the number.com. I got an unboxing that I got to do, uh, but I forgot to bring a lamp to my new place. And so I was downlit. I looked like Lurch. So oh, no. I'm not going to do that one. But oh, yeah. anyway, man, we got another 420 promo. Weed to go. Cannabis delivery companies get up and running. So nice. Yeah. GHB is reporting that. Wait, is this G- the one in GBH. Massachusetts? Uh, let's see here. Yes, it is. On Monday, 28 workers start training for a new kind of job in Massachusetts, cannabis delivery drivers for your green package. The company co-founded by Chris Fevery and Lordry Pio is one of the first in the Commonwealth to receive the marijuana courier license. A couple hope to open up a social consumption space in Massachusetts after visiting cannabis cafes in California. But then you know what happened, man? Hmm. COVID-19. Oh, that's right. That's right. We have so much momentum. But, you know, I think COVID did help the plant in the sense that it's essential. It's essential. Sales were up. I think COVID-19 really just cemented it. Because like when there's tragedies, uh, people will drink in good times. And when times are bad, they might drink a little more. And so it turns out that uh, cannabis, which is a substitute good for alcohol, abides by that same philosophy. And so like when times are good, people are going to smoke weed. And when times are stressful and hard, they might smoke a little more. Right. But that means it's truth. Right on. But the Bellingham-based Your Green Package will make deliveries for NETA, a Massachusetts cannabis company that runs a a dispensary in Brookline and Northampton. This is the cannabis courier license. As you know, you have a dispensary, and then that is tied to this courier. The courier acts almost like an Uber Eats in this instance. It's a separate entity that's not tied to it. So it's not like a Domino's pizza with the delivery drivers that are employed by Domino's. Uh, That's another way that some uh, delivery operations happen in the cannabis industry i was saying well they allow for both types of services for the uh the uber eats driver and also for the uh amazon delivery side so you know both are going to be happening out there the amazon Uh, one is the newest one that's one really what we're going to be focusing on tomorrow uh when i believe it's noon but you know that's what we have the bitly for Uh, if you guys are watching this after it's been live watching it live i can drop it in the in the live chat right now Uh, i think unless i nope nope that would be the um 
That would not be that. I had a bit.ly link for this, and there it is. And so copy that link. Otherwise, I just would have invited everybody watching to uh, the studio, which is hilarious. Just come on down, and we'll just have like 10 people join the show at once. Like, hi, who are you? Well, I want to do that. I just dropped in the the bit.ly to go over to like how to start a cannabis delivery service webinar. Uh, Go ahead and register for that. David and is going to be doing uh, the presentation out of our Boston office. Uh, So, yeah, it's a pretty cool operation. Now, that's what the the operators are out there. The brick and mortar dispensaries really kind of have to get ready for the Amazoning of weed. Uh, There are these types of delivery operator uh, licenses starting in Massachusetts where you can have a fulfillment center and then like a website and then your drivers. Right. And so it's a it's a dispensary that goes directly to your door and doesn't have any brick and mortar um, retail location. And this is a proven model, right? In California, we we had one of our first shows. You know, we had a couple that was doing that, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. That, those guys from the Bay, those people were great, but they were yeah. they started at that and then they hustled and they got more licenses and then they were vertically integrated eventually. Uh, yeah. There is a vertical integration type for social equity in Massachusetts that we're helping somebody work on. Uh, and it's a uh, micro business. And so you can get a micro business with a delivery endorsement. And then you're effectively, you know, what those guys were from the Bay. You can grow it, you can process it, and you can charge it at retail levels direct to the consumer. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. What else we got going on? Well, let's go on to the next news story. Next news story is uh, let's do let's do some of some of our new members. We're gonna do a oh yes, we already did a four twenty bumper. Let's play name that strain because we're about half pay past the hour. And then while we're doing name that strain, we're gonna give shout outs to our new members. We really you know uh, thank you. Half your money goes directly to Freedom Grow Forever. Uh, two hundred thirty five divided by two hundred seventeen something like that. One hundred seventeen point five. By the way, Freedom Grow Forever they also just acquired back their website Freedom Grow. Because originally it was just Freedom Grow. And then with activism, all things, everybody has an ego or whatever. And now they just got the, the URL back. So Freedom Grow is now Freedom Grow as well. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be making our donation of approximately 114, 115 bucks uh, this month uh, because of thanks to the members. Do we have a name that strain for this week? Let's hit that name that strain right now. And uh, then I want to give a shout out to the members. It's a smoky one. It's a very blurry, smoky one coming from <laughs> Seattle. Oh, it's a very uh, light green. A little popcorny, I know. Um, uh, it's not got many bracks on it. No, no, it, it might be. Uh, that almost might be like machine trimmed because I mm. just don't see the nooks and the crannies. Uh, and yeah. it doesn't have like a really amazing color that pops, but it looks like quality weed. I'll say I'll that. Smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. It goes way back. But let's let's talk about some other people that go way back. Shout outs to our new members. Uh, we have John Cavanaugh. He's a Miggy Next Story member. So like, Miggy, you got to we got to get a bumper for you. So when you're doing the next stories and so we'll get a bumper for Miggy and then he'll be able to and then just make them live for everybody and then mark them down. That's how we do our webinars. And so they'll be live for everybody. 
for okay. 24 hours and then we make it members only well what do you think about this too i was thinking about doing like a sesh like i want to do a sesh and then yeah. like share the stream yard live link and then like i can bring people in one at a time whether it be like 100 people or two people show up you know i can hang out that's and smoke cool with people. but then we just got to be careful on those sessions because sometimes youtube likes to restrict us and so the next day like, you might want to make those yeah. all 18 plus and yeah. then just be uh try to use like the bumper that we use so that we aren't smoking on air but do some more shout outs because joey z already nailed it with durbin poison but to Tanislav Tanrock, Robert Eaton, Anu Day, Adam Gratton, and Gene Lavaria. uh, Thank you. uh, Larvia. I've butchered everybody's names. I'm sorry. (laughs) But no, we appreciate you guys. Definitely 100%. This is a lot further than we thought we we started like in the Google Hangouts. Right on. (laughs) Right on. Hey, uh, marijuana advocates introduce initiatives to legalize the substance in Wyoming. Wyoming, A number of cannabis advocates and members of the Libertarian Party made history on June 4th to submit two marijuana-related ballot initiatives, kicking off a campaign that will last until November 2022 and beyond when the very, very conservative Wyoming Supreme Court uh, throws out after the people have run out, you know, uh, passed it overwhelmingly. This, of course, is reporting from the future based off of what happened in South Dakota in the past. So you the, know, it, go ahead, dude. Well, Wyoming, you know, you, you've been to Jackson Hole. I have not. I have I have oh. a friend named Henry who continues to threaten me to go to the Jackson Hole with his family and hang hang out because evidently it's like a lot of fun. And I'm like, that fun would be great. But if you try working like 18 hour a day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean you you are your own business, right? But like when I used to travel as a technician, I drove through uh, Montana going to Wyoming and they make jokes like uh, the millionaires vacation in Montana and the billionaires vacation in Jackson Hole. And when I went to Jackson Hole, it's a beautiful and I went through like the snow time where everything was just pure white and blinding white in like a storm. And uh, I needed a, a, a pipe. I, my pipe broke and I figured, oh shit, this is a ski town. There's got to be a pipe somewhere right here. Jackson Hole Again, the billionaire vacation spot is the worst fucking place for marijuana. It's a prohibitionist fucking jerk off dream. It's 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 not. It's a beautiful place, but it, when I see that, all I see is prison, and I don't want to go there. And I got out, the fuck out of that town as fast as I could. I am going to tell him that you said that. I'm just saying it's a beautiful place. I, I, I want scary. I want a clip of Jackson Hole and why there is just going to be one because Lauren does these clips. It's it's great for our SEO purposes, but we're talking about Wyoming cannabis legalization news, and it, there's going to be two ballot initiatives in Wyoming to legalize cannabis in 2022. Nice. Uh, Mickey thinks that Jackson Hole sucks. I think they're going to hold them back, though. I, I think listen with money, and I'm, and again, I, this is why I always bring up the. I see pro any legalization in any every state that we do. It's also like an anti-racist thing, right? Like we have the the right now the present day voter uh, Jim Crow bullshit going on with the Republican Party trying to do whatever pretend pretend fraud, and right. and that, you have this people with money in charge of like Wyoming, and I think they're still those are the ones that are, are the 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 people funding fucking the January 6th shit, right? People who have $100,000 or a million dollars to pay for a caravan. At the same time, they run fucking Wyoming. And I really mm-hmm. hope you guys at Wyoming can can just end this ignorance because that's what it is. Ending prohibition is, is it. And yeah. the, the messed up thing is I've seen paper, commercial paper come out of Wyoming 
you know, funding cannabis uh, companies. And so like, mm. their private equity is already in it and they're in the industry. And Jesus. so like I've seen um, capital companies from Wyoming fund cannabis companies, which is hilarious. But do you know what, why, why Wyoming is super famous in American business? No, they invented the LLC. Oh, shit. Yep, 1977, I think, uh, the LLC was invented in Wyoming. This is what you get when you come to cannabis. Oh, wait, shit that I didn't know news. We're going to get that bumper. Well, yeah, it didn't, I mean, but that's the thing. Like the, the mid of America created a bunch of weird shit. Like, right, uh, was it South Dakota with the credit cards or is it North Dakota? South Dakota, I think, is the credit cards. And you'll see a lot of your credit card processors are out of Sioux, Sioux City, Sioux Falls, something. I don't know. Um, but it's workarounds cards. for being shady motherfuckers is what it is. Yeah, well, they got it. They, you're in the middle of nowhere. You got to make business somehow. And that's their main revenue. Again, this is like where the governor says, no, we're not going to listen to the will of the people and, you know, turn over, sue. I mean, this is the, the great hypocrisy, the idiocracy. And that's how we got where we were at last. Sioux Falls, the town yeah. that credit built. Hmm. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Wells Fargo. And if you don't know the story, look up because credit and financial shit. It's a very interesting, you know, uh, it's the unfortunate shit. Shit like that is what makes conspiracy theories, man. <laughs> They're going to drive a dump truck of money up to your door, Miggy. And if you make a couple of investments at the right levels of government, it'll save you billions. And I get to get it. Money is this fucking thing that makes everybody change their opinion. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I always like telling and counseling the clients that let's get this papered before the money shows up. Let's talk about the deal. And then once you think you have the deal, then we're going to paper that. Yeah. And then the money shows up and then you form, the, you file the stuff where you need to file the stuff. Well, you have strategy. That, that's where you come in. That's where you're well, valuable, trust mother, You don't trust motherfuckers. That's what it yeah. is. And so like, you're like, no, no, no. Money will make people do stupid things. And so let's already have it all drawn up here. Uh, and, yeah. and then it's, it's, it's fun. The industry's <laughs> fun, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think for you, it's not just cannabis, but I think you could also like, you deal with it all the uh, the policy and because uh, you you used to litigate for banking those shit, so you kind of yeah. know like how to one help someone protect their money, and then because I mean, name of the company is collateral base. Like you know, if if yeah. you if you understand the <laughs> concept, you'll usually do fine. You know, the secured creditors usually get. Uh, they get paid first. Sure. Well, sure. But, I mean, too. but this is the part of the evolution of legalization, right? Like, like as young hippies and like whatever right. weird cartoon you watch where people are like, it should be legal. We all should be like one plant, one love, man. But it's like somebody's got to pay the water bill. Someone's got to pay for the soil. Someone's got to make that soil. Huh? We upset Heather. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you have to use so many gosh darn curse words, dude. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I actually used fudged earlier. Well, I, you know, fudge is not going to make sure that anybody's upset, you know, because shoot and fudge. Trying to, if I would have gone to, to film school in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I'm sure my shoots and fudges would have been like way more on point. My, my, my problem is when I talk about prohibition, when I talk about things that are, uh, they're not right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it'd be easier to, yeah, be one tone and, and have it, but it's so frustrating because it's been so long. Like when people like Lance sit behind bars, when, when right. other things, there's time is, 
time is the thing that they're losing out on. And it seems like that's not a priority for most people. Like it, if it was, then they wouldn't be sitting back there. But what it is, is what, uh, the newest Coke or the newest iPhone or, you know, this is just other story about, and that's why I curse so much. You know, another reason why I curse a lot, uh, it has to do with an, a, a perfect example of this as an illustration is the Detroit legacy licensing program. They were supposed to issue 75 licenses, but you know where that is. The Detroit marijuana licensing program is likely unconstitutional, according to a federal judge who has shut it down. So who's suing it? Or who's stopping that? Like, how did, because doesn't someone have to raise a flag and say, or is it? Oh, yeah, somebody filed the lawsuit. It was a wonderful plaintiff. And so Detroit's marijuana licensing program that gives preferential treatment to longtime residents, residents that had lived in the city for 15 years, suffered a potentially lethal blow on Thursday when a federal judge wrote that it is likely unconstitutional and issued an injunction halting the program indefinitely. Wow. I hope Detroit looks into who sued and then that person gets eight balled or whatever you know because that that person was uh, an interested party like she was exactly a plaintiff. she was a perfect plaintiff i think it was a black lady that has a dispensary a medical dispensary close and so she would have been screwed toast if the 75 dispensaries would have been issued and then ate in her lunch and so now considering mm. operation continues to go uh, as it had in the in the past she continues to make money because she's got a license and then now they aren't going to issue any new ones but it goes to show that these programs that provide all these preference to particular types of people are going to be found to be unconstitutional. Yeah. But it also goes to show that people are afraid of competition. Like if that lady would just, again, th- th- there's enough of this. Out she there was locked out of the competition. That's the thing. Like mm. what if she would have been able to have a, a chance, a shot at getting a license, just like anybody else. Yeah. But her coffers are already being filled. So like, why does it have to worry about it? Cause again, there's so many, they had, we had a thousand dispensaries out here one time, a thousand dispensaries. And I think now we're only got like 300, you know, and they're not dispensaries they're pot shops now, but a thousand dispensaries. Wait a and people are the, the technical, just to, just to clarify something, I'm going to yeah. be confused and I'm going to be out there in Seattle. We're going to be hanging out, doing some live shows uh, in Seattle, uh, July 14, 16th through the uh, 19th, I think. Do you want, yeah, we're going to do a live from a concentrate place too. I got a, a friend. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Book the concentrate place. I just got my hotels. The, uh, the weed bread and breakfast was already booked. So I'm at a Hyatt in Hilton okay. uh, near the Amazon camp next to that yoga nice. studio I like. And then, you know, let's let's try to get in at, at each one. So we got to get in at Dispo. We got to get in at a uh, processor. And we got to get in at a cultivator so that okay. we can get some pretty baller, like awesome content, like, you know, stuff that they wish that they would have known when they got so, it. Yeah, and like in Washington, like they said, they're the dispensaries. The medical thing was their dispensaries, but we no longer have medical programs, so they're all just pot shops now. There's no... When there were dispensaries, I had a chance to open a store. I could have just saved 5K, got, got a building to rent, paid the whatever 1K for the business license, and that would have been it. That would have been an illegal pot shop right then, or dispensary, excuse me, and, and with my patients. Like, most of these medical programs, all these medical programs are hiding under, what is it, the uh, the, the default, uh, the, the defense for uh, in crime? Like, if you're abiding by your state rules, but it's still a federal crime. What's the, uh, what's well, the defense? The, it's Robacher Far. And so now it's like Robacher Blumenhauer. And so they've just defunded it. Section 542 of the budget two budgets ago. 
no, it's a different section one. of the budget now, but that's your basis to have a motion to dismiss if anybody from the feds try to shut down your uh, state licensed. Uh, no, there's the Latin word for it, though. You, you, the Latin word for like when uh, um, you you commit a crime, but it's not a crime. Not not the mens rea stuff, but like mm. uh, um, I don't know. I don't know much Latin and I don't know much criminal law. Mm, okay. I do know that the uh, district court, U.S. district judge Bernard Friedman issued an order that blocked the issuance of these new uh, legacy licenses. And he wrote the city ordinance governing the process for obtaining a recreational marijuana license gives an unfair, irrational and likely unconstitutional advantage to long term Detroit residents over all other applicants. I'm looking at you. Other social equity um, methodologies where no other applicants can access the cannabis licenses. That lawsuit might be coming to your jurisdiction when they try to hand out licenses this summer. We're talking about Illinois. That would have definitely helped Detroit out. If the, if, it's a shame that you can't just make it location only as far as uh, requirements for entry into that. Uh, Dormant Commerce Clause. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's all semantics, right? Couldn't somebody else do? I mean, somebody smarter who studies law and knows more case-based stuff, couldn't they? Uh, That's right. That's true. But then, like, that gets back to the whole method. And sometimes one of the business methods is lobbying and buying the mm. lobbying dollars. Sometimes the method is litigation and buying the lawyer dollars. Sometimes this is why the I curse so much. Creating- this is why I curse so much. <laughs> Because it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And then the more that you figure, like everybody believes it, and it's just this collective deception. And I'm complicit. You know, I commute. I uh, yeah, I go and I, I get kids. They're great. You know, you're you're cogging the wheel. I get it. But like, this is why I also I curse so much. Is because like it it in a sense that it doesn't make sense because I think there should be like morality and equality. It does make sense with a sense that if you have a butt ton of money, you can influence and make anything you want. Like this is how the Robachers and all these other people who get their names and everybody knows about because they're investing to like a hundred different causes. Half of them they don't care about. They just want to see how it pans out. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. Uh, Of course, the Detroit councilman, James Tate, who spearheaded the creation of the Detroit ordinance, said he's disappointed by the ruling and ensures no adult use licenses will be issued by the city unless Detroit residents are provided the ability to truly compete for the same wealth building opportunities that other communities have benefited from in the cannabis industry. He said social equity policies like the Detroit legacy program of our licensing ordinance always come under attack when there are genuine efforts to remove excessive barriers and create a more just process for those who have been harmed by the system. Um, So that that kind of like implies like if you lived in Detroit for 15 years, the past 15 years, you have been harmed by the system. Probably 100% truth. Just think that it would be such a cash influx to the city itself. Like, I wish, like, the city of Seattle created, like, the city of Seattle only license, right? Like, we, we talk about our neighborhoods and how they all have ghettos and poor areas. Well, this is how you help them out. You, you start a program to, to enable. Couldn't now, like, why, why don't we just sue Oklahoma? Why can't I do business in Oklahoma? Hell, why can't I just sue Idaho? Because they haven't legalized it yet, or, or North Dakota or South Dakota. You know, like, I want to do commerce out there. Like, why? This is bullshit. Uh, That's sad. You know, that one, we haven't gotten to that one yet, where one activity in one state and then another state is legal. That's that's an interesting lawsuit coming for 2031. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. (laughs) I'm just saying, man, it's so infuriating that 
Well, it's the, these are difficult things because you're trying to create lawsuits that uh, treat uh, individuals uh, differently. And well, so, I, like, you know, that's the problem. Yeah. You're also fighting a rule that has no basis of logic or, or, or reason, right? Right, right? right. Prohibition in itself, like, all right, great. Now we all accept this hurdle for some odd reason, but it shouldn't be accepted. Like, the, like it should just be fixed. So, but, but to fix it, someone has to benefit from it. Like, someone has to get a paycheck. Someone has to, you know, uh, the dumb shit I do of standing in, in marches and all the other shit. You know that 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 activist shit. It's only because it's so messed up, and people need to like be outraged. And then, you know that that, and then that costs money. You know we fundraise and shit like that. Like. I just wish with active with, with cannabis activism, I just wish more corporate companies, people who were the billionaires were involved. Like, like, like look for this poor guys, look for freedom grow. You know, it's even like in, in the cannabis uh, activism itself, like, like all the hate towards uh, the last prisoner project, because it's more of a, a celebrity type, whatever versus the Weldon project. And, and he's getting his, uh, his, uh, 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 gatherings as well. Uh, Weldon is, dude. He's got mm-hmm. uh, Russ, the rapper, now, and he's got, uh, uh, I think, Snoop Dogg doing some stuff with him, like in full on. And St. Ides, have you seen that? St. Ides is doing uh, work with the Weldon Project? No, but that's awesome. I'm glad that they're getting involved with him, man. Yeah, yeah. I just wish there were more companies like that, like more stand up, cross that barrier, and uh, uh, it would uh, it would help it, you know, because, you know, every day that someone else is sitting behind bars, it's just another day that America's not that's how you make it great that's how you get it better that's how you you do it yeah, right but now we have this uh money grab for all these licenses that are coming up and that's really where all the attention's going and they're trying to yeah. define this stuff with social equity that treats humans differently and so like we've we've got a, a long history of doing that and then um a history of saying well when it comes to the federal government you're not supposed to do that but then veterans like you can get a mortgage if you're a veteran with zero percent down yeah, you know, uh, like yeah. you get benefits depending on what you've done, and, and so we do treat people differently. But how are you going to do yeah. that and orchestrate it in a method that's not going to end in all these types of lawsuits? Because remember, at the end of the day, it's federally legal. You got to compete with Oregon. Right? Yeah. Suddenly, yeah. licenses aren't going to be worth this pile of money that you think they are because you have the ability to exclude any other state from your marketplace. And that's the thing too. You have to look at the cannabis industry. Though, what is valuable? Like, like right now, yeah, the MSO is valuable in say Illinois because there's only four of you, right? Four grows, yeah, or whatever. There's like I, I bet that the top five you know, companies probably have eighty percent of the market share. But as soon as they got to compete against Flay Mignon, dude, they're they're uh, you know depending on their quality. Though, I don't know. I can't speak because I haven't experienced it. But I'd imagine there is going to be that point where companies are, people are going to wonder like, how did you ever succeed? You know, like, like med men. I just still don't know how they're lingering around. Like how does people throwing money into these freaking boats, these holes in the ass, you know, these whatever <laughs> money pits. That's yeah, name. man. Money pits, money pits. Well, we do have a very bad uh, story. And then this is going to get back into um, the criminalization behavior and aspects. So like if you go to state A, it's fine. And you go to state B, it's not. So Alabama removes toddler from Michigan family found with marijuana. Uh, Erica Prock left Michigan on Wednesday night with her son. She drove all night. 
uh, while the 18 month old slept. And then they uh, got to their in-laws home uh, along the Mississippi border in North Atlanta. After a two hour visit, they started to go back and then they stopped in Nashville that they only made it as far as Moulton. Someone reported a disturbance as they stopped at Jack's for lunch. When the police responded, Prox's husband was smoking a cigarette. The co- an officer claimed to have smelled marijuana on his breath. And then he had marijuana in the trunk of his car is what he told the officer. That was, um, that was a mistake. He shouldn't have Damn. mentioned that. Uh, and then they arrested both adults and placed the child in foster care, trapping their family inside a nightmare for possessing a substance that's completely legal in their own home state. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking when you said she was in Michigan. Like, like, like it was legal when she left. And then, you know, and, and again, he was just trying. The cannabis consumer just wants to be a law-abiding citizen. This is it. You know, he, he lets them know it's in the trunk. I, I've done that with cops in Southern California as a kid, and, and they've let me go. And then I also had some that pulled a squad car on me and, and, and a bunch of other squad cars. So it's a, it's a roulette, and it shouldn't be. That's why we have to end prohibition. Oh, that's fucking horrible. Yep. Yep. And that is the it just goes on. It's a very sad story uh, and it's happening and it shouldn't be happening. So when you have these differences of laws and you think that it's going to be the same as it is where you're at, it's not. You know, you're going to go to a different state, different jurisdiction, and somebody might have an axe to grind against you and they might try to get you because they can. And then it's just not fair that we have this uh, half in half out system that uh, Clarence Thomas described it as uh, where in some types, some States it's fine. And in other States it's prohibited. Imagine being that cop, dude, that you thinking you did a good job, dude. You're like, I smell crime. (laughs) I smell crime and children in danger. And broke a family up. Broke a family up in Alabama and it prevented them from getting back to Michigan. So, like, do we have any standing? Like, could 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 you have that dismissed to Michigan? I'm sorry. We would like to have our the trunk of our car declared Michigan. Uh, and, you know, and, 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 and here's the thing, too. I don't is, think so. But like in, in most people, nine to five jobs, you're, you're detained. He lost time. His work probably, depending on the the, 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 the the position he has, he may or may not have a job. So you just ruined two American taxpaying loving people, apparently, that, you know, are just citizens that going to see their in-laws. Like, right. Wow. Right. Way to go, Alabama. Way to be stupid, Alabama. Seriously, Uh, though, man. But we do have some international news, which uh, this is international news that reminds me of Chuck Schumer. So let's break that and then we'll wrap. The Mexico Supreme Court has removed the ban on recreational marijuana. We've been reporting on this since at least the, t- the time when the show began in 2019. Mexico's Supreme Court has removed the country's prohibition against the private use of recreational marijuana by calling the current laws unconstitutional. Now, court- here- Go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was just saying, you know, I was just in Mexico. Shittiest working weed ever. Like you would think one of the, 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 the people with the longest legacy with weed would have like the best weed everywhere. But no. So. The American export is going to be the money, the growers going down to Mexico, right? Once they legalize this shit, people are going to want good weed. 
I hope so. We'll see on that. It might be a cultural issue when it comes to Mexico and cannabis. The Mexico Supreme Court has removed the country's prohibition. I've already mentioned that. And the court ruled on Monday that adults will be able to apply for permits to cultivate their own cannabis for personal consumption with some restrictions on smoking in public or in front of children. Because remember... Yeah think of the children. But it was an eight to three decision where the court struck down sections of the country's laws that prohibited growing pot plants and its consumption. A decision called Historic for Liberties by Supreme Court President. That's interesting that they have a Supreme Court President in Mexico, Arturo Zalavdar. That's pretty awesome, dude. They got plenty of seeds out there, I tell you that much. Yeah, I saw that bag that you were smoking in Cabo. It was all seeds. I think you ordered the seed bag. But you, you, when you say like the Mexico culture thing, dude, we grew with it. Like my my grandma, my great grandmother uh, would get it from my mom. My mom would get it for my great grandmother, uh, uh, so she could soak in rubbing alcohol for her ailments. And then like you know, uh, the times during the revolution, like Pancho Villa, they would smoke it in, in rebellion. So so they, and you know, and it was all so called Indian hemp from the the native americans so mexico has a great long history again prohibition has been the the greatest export by america right you know and the cartels were like sweet we love this shit before monday's ruling adults have been petitioning the court to grow and consume weed since 2015 in 2017 the court ordered congress to draft laws to create the legal cannabis market and mexico's legislation has just uh, never really materialized it seems in march mexico's lower house passed the bill legalizing cannabis for recreational use but it's stalled in the senate for final approval Uh, and then there is a bill that says that it would be lawful to have an ounce of weed and grow eight plants it's just ridiculous that they they allow for only one ounce of a plant that might give you eight ounces you know Dude. it's hilarious so oh, yeah. the law that say that the regulation will remove the marijuana market from the grips of mexico's powerful drug cartels i don't know about that well they i don't think they don't like the yeah. auto fields for crying out loud but again when we talk about cartels you know we're, we're, we're talking about like the top part are the smart people who are going to re- reinvest that money, probably become part of the legal uh, part of the scene because they have the money to do all that. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the legislature, like you said, the one ounce for, for a plant that can produce eight ounces, that just shows you people who are ignorant are making the law. But uh, it, it'll shape up, dude. They're, they're already 10 steps ahead of America now. But, uh, again, I think our export now is going to be our growers to going down there because uh, spring break's about to be lit. I'm not sure if that's what they were looking for doing in spring break. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I'm, uh, I'm from Southern California, so we'd go down there, you know, for all the holidays, R- Rosarito, you know, these, it's a party place, you know, all these different spots. So was Cabo. <laughs> I got to go. I got to get out oh. of town there and have some fun, you know, like, uh, well, yeah. go to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never been. <laughs> you know, you should. You, you would enjoy it, dude. Well, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up all Cannabis Legalization News. We'll see you on Sunday for our federal news report. See you then. Mm-hmm.